I'm trying, dude. It's in my head. All right, let's try not to screw up his name. Are you ready? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Chip and the Champ podcast. We are your hosts, Scott Fairbaugh and Josh Leitner. Man, How about you got that? Right, this is a better. Last time he was like, "I am your host, Scott Fairbaugh," and then this. Oh, thanks, bud. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, today uh, we're honored to sit down with. Sheldon Nyhoff uh, coming in. I did it right, right? Got a name right. I'm almost disappointed that he said it right, so I'm not going to lie. Appreciate it. We're going to sit down here, talk uh, deep dive a little bit of your history, where you came from, your fight, um, the fight game that you got, your up and coming uh, events you have. Big move coming up for you, so we're going to get into all that. Uh, Before we do, updates on the gym. You work here, bro. So we have the Olympic lifting um, complex, or the complex. Ollie Complex. Ollie Complex is uh, coming up soon, so get registered for that if you haven't. We have the Sweat for the Vets run coming in November. Um, we have the Everest Challenge, which is on the Jacob Slider. Oh, God. Let's talk about that for a second. 29,000 steps. So the other day I tried to get a couple steps in just to be like, all right, this shouldn't be a thing. Listen, that's brutal. I don't know who come up with that. And if you're listening, I'm sorry, but man. Had to be If you've never done the Jacob Slider, that damn thing. Had to be the yeah. Uh, actually, I think this Everett Challenge, I just saw some online. It's throughout the United States right now. There's this Everett Challenge. There's actually an actual, like, you can sign up and go to Mount Everest with this tour guide. And they do, I think they do it in three days. So, but. Don't yeah. people, like, die doing that? Yeah, well, whatever. Okay. Yeah, die something. Yeah, moving like right that. along. So, those three things are coming up, and I don't know if I'm missing anything else. I think I don't that's think the, you are. the only three events coming. Um, if, if I did miss anything, I'm sure. We'll bring it up next podcast. So let's talk about Friday Night at the Bar, sir. We're doing well. So we, yeah, we are doing well. And this Friday Night at the Bar, somebody, don't know anybody's names that were involved, but somebody made a surprise birthday party <laughs> for somebody else. It was actually pretty cool, and he had no idea. Yeah, these fuckers trying to keep reminding me that I'm 45 years old. I don't need any more reminders <laughs> that I'm old as fuck. No, I appreciate that. Josh, Josh, my wife, and um, Bev, and Dave, Dave Maligan all got together and... Threw me a nice little birthday bash, so we got to work out, eat some food. They tried to get me drunk, but uh, it didn't work. Yeah, I, I cut myself off. I'm not much of a drinker. I try yeah. not to drink much. So, uh, well, that was probably for the best because we'd have got thrown out of La Fiesta. Yeah, I was talking shit to the fighters. They came in the other day. They were doing conditioning. Yeah. They came in and somebody said about space. I'm like, fuck them fighters. I turn around and like, dude, I'm just kidding, guys. I ain't trying to get beat up, man. I'm just messing around. Yeah, I told him. I told him, I'm like, hey, they need some space down here. He's like, fuck those guys. And as he turned around, like, they like surround me. Since then, they're like right there looking at him, like, are you really doing? I was gonna right say, now? Dan was there too. Yeah, I'm, I was like, I'm just kidding. You guys have a whole gym. I don't care. Dan's. I was like, no, no, no. Fuck him up. <laughs> you heard it. Yeah, who's the big guy? What, that guy's your Dan. size? Dan. He's, oh, he's not my size, bro. Dan's a good bit bigger than me. Yeah, well, you know what I mean. He's still, yeah. up for up there, he's probably the only guy you're, yeah, that yeah. you can roll with, right? Your size? Well, yeah. What are you, 220? Yeah. What's he? Uh, Probably about 245. Is he? Too, but he's just he's awesome. Bro, it's just he's like so much more muscle. Dude. I don't understand. Yeah, that. he's thick. Bro, he's very yeah. thick. Like, honestly, sometimes for me to get my arms around him, like, I can't clasp my arms, like, in order to get a takedown on him. Just he as strong as he looks? Not, yeah, but it's just the size of his legs, dude. They're, They're like, tree trunks. They are tree trunks, and it's, like, literally just to get that takedown. It's almost impossible sometimes. Like, now, can you we, imagine? So, like, you're a fighter. I'm not a fighter, obviously. Right, right. I'm, I'm a lover, not a fighter. <laughs> and, like, I just can't even imagine you get in the ring with somebody, like, even my size. Yeah. You know, like, it would be hard to get a hold and try to even keep 
I mean, like that person that's followed on your arm or like whatever. You're not expecting that. That's that's that weight difference is massive. I'm yeah. sure if you were to fight someone like you, there'd be you'd have a different gameplay. Probably yeah. not. You probably wouldn't be trying to. <laughs> yeah, get down. that's my problem as a fighter is sticking to the game plan. All yeah, right, all right, we'll go ahead and start with where I suck as a fighter. All right, <laughs> sticking to the game plan, man. Like with Julian Flannery, uh, I you know decided to fight heavyweight because nobody else would fight. Man, I was looking for a fight at 185, 195, or 205. And so they posted that up, and somebody was like, tell that two, this Julian Flannery is like, tell that 205 to jump up to uh, heavyweight. And I was like, man, is that the only fight I got? You know, <laughs> so like, I took it, man, whatever. Jesus. And, you know, we were game planning, game planning, stay long, you know, cut my angles, bro. And then whenever I got in the cage, I was like, you bitch, I could stand in your face and beat you. <laughs> like that, you know, I came in at 212. I had a stomach flu, literally. Like, I was gaining weight for the fight, and then I got a stomach flu right before, like a week before, dude, and it, like, cut all my weight down. I was like, fuck. So I ended up weighing in at 212 when I was, like, had to weigh in at 205. And usually I walk around at, like, 220. You know what I mean? So, like, there was a lot, little, little bit of a difference. And then he was 264 and a half. Let's back this up. You actually started your fighting career like 170, right? Weren't you? No, always 85. You're you're 185. Yeah, yeah. So you've you've progressively added that much. You're now 205, right? You're like a light heavyweight. Yeah, I'd rather fight 205. I mean, dude, could I make the 85 cut? Yeah, but dude, that 85 cut it's is ass, bro. It sucks so bad, and it's just like the problem for me with that is one getting the 85 fight set up, right? Somebody's either dropping out for me now and then I'm already, like, all the way sunk out and shit. And then, two, it's like I can't never take a last-minute fight when I get these people that are like, hey, I got this guy, can you fight next week? I'm like, you want me to drop 40 pounds by next week? Mm-hmm. Like, I can't. It's, it's, I'm not doing that. Right. I mean, maybe maybe it can be done. I don't know. <laughs> but I'm not doing that, dude. 40 pounds in, in a week or two. It's just not happening. Yeah, that's a lot of weight. Yeah, so that's why I'm, like, looking to move up to 205 so I could take those, like, later notices fight, fights that I get all the time in my inbox. So let's back up to when you start all this. How old were you when you started? How did you get started? How, where did you start at? And then kind of give me the um, the breakdown of how it's how's kind of got to where you're at now. So, like, whenever I had first moved to North Carolina, I started lifting a lot. And then uh, came up here, and I was, like, getting really big into lifting. Like, I was I was getting big, dude. And um, anyway, I ended up doing that little stint in prison. And then whenever I got out, I went to go lift with some friends. And I ended up going to lift with a dude named Brett Schoenfeld. I don't know if you guys oh, know. Oh, yeah, I know Brett. Okay. So I ended up going and lifting with him. Never knew who he was. I met him. I was in the backseat of his car. I'll never forget. He turns around. He's like, it's showtime. And I was like, your that's name? Or like, what? Like, is it showtime now? Right. Like, what is going on? And now he's like, no, that's my name. And I was like, all right, cool. So anyway, we go lifting all that. And then we were at Progressive Martial Arts at the time. And um, Out there with Rocco. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rocco's a cool dude, man. Yeah. But, um... Anyway, we were out there lifting there at the time, and then afterwards he like was showing a few few martial arts things. I was like, dude, I've always wanted to do this, and like I've been poor my whole life, so like I haven't been able to do this. And I was like, bro, like if you start teaching me this, like I'll never stop. And I remember him laughing, and I think about it to this day because I've had so many people give me the same spiel, right? So many people they want to be a fighter, they want to get into this, and like, you know, a few months later they're gone. Yep. You know, and that's how it happens so often, dude. People are here for a few months, they're gone. They're yep. gone. And, dude, I just something, I knew I would never quit. You know what I mean? So he ended up, like, starting to teach us all. And, like, 
looking back at it now, he's kind of using us as dummies to get ready for his fights, which, whatever, man, to each their own. Like, that was, yeah, I got, I got free knowledge, you know what I mean? And so that really, like, kicked me into overdrive with that. And, like, I literally just started, like, calling off work all the time. And, like, I would just, anything I could do to be in the gym, man. I was doing, like, two-a-days, three-a-days. Like, uh, I was doing running on top of that, like, uh, hill sprints and stuff. Man, I was just doing everything I could because I was just so, like, intrigued at first, man. It just took me over. <laughs> and, you know, it just How old never, were you then? How, how 23. Okay. 23. And it just never really stopped, man. It never mm -hmm. really stopped. How old are you now? 30. 30, okay, so you've been doing this about seven years then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. Yeah, so, um, I mean, you know, not nothing amazing yet, but I'm definitely working my way there. And like I said, you know, it's like, when other people say seven years, you know, a lot of people do this shit like half-assedly, man. I've done this shit like almost with like an autistic nature, man. Like, I, it's really just like, like, for the past maybe two years at this point, my old lady's been travel nursing, and I've only been working one day a week just so I can be here all the time. You know what I mean? Like, it's... So, like, I mean, I could get up early, but we got kids and shit, you yeah. know what I mean? So like, You got a passion our, yeah, for this. Yeah, yeah, this is, like, what I make sure that I'm here for, you know? It takes, a, it takes a lot for her to deal with, and I appreciate her to death for that, yeah. you know? But at the end of the day, man, she's she's made a lot of uh, sacrifices towards this. I've made so many sacrifices, like, you know, not going to barbecues, like, family barbecues and stuff. Like, everything, people have hit me up, let's go to the bar. Nah, man, like, I'm training tomorrow, like, all right. You know, I got I got to eat clean. I got to do this and like so much sacrifice. But man, it's brought me here, and I'm good for so you. So appreciative. Um, and it's funny how you said like people people do this for a little bit and leave. So that's like the difference between motivation and then being have a discipline. Motivation will get you a few months into anything. Yeah. If you have the motivation, we'll start something. But then once that motivation wears off, people are like, man, now it's discipline. Now you're forcing yourself to get up. You're forcing yourself to go to a gym or to go train somewhere. Dude, I tell my old lady all the time too because she's like. Oh, you always get to go to the because you know we you know have our little spouts and stuff and she's like you always get to go to the gym and I'm like do you think at this point like going to the gym and training MMA is like what I truly like I mean I enjoy it yeah I like it right. but at the same time at this point it's discipline and I need to be there like this is my future yep. this is like literally what I know you know what I'm saying I don't know how to go fucking weld you know I've been in the gym when other people are out learning how to weld you know so this is this is it for me this is what I'm doing. Yep. You know what I mean? So, like, I have to be there. It's not like I wouldn't rather stay at home with you today, but I got to be there so I can make something for my future, you know? And, like, he has the same thing. With me and Josh, we work out. There's days he comes in, he had a long day at work, and didn't really feel like coming in here, but you still show up every day. Yeah. You still show up one foot in front of the other. It might not be the best workout. You might have a shitty day, but, God damn it, you're in here. And that's really where – that's the difference between winning and losing. Dude, I was telling somebody the other day, like, so I drive, I work in State College, so when I'm here, I mean, I'm here every day. Yeah. You know, but, like, when I'm here, I drive every past. goddamn day is here. I'm, I drive past the exit that I would take to get to my house to come here. And, like, when I, I was telling people in Barbell Club the other day, like, the biggest thing for me is making it past that exit. Like, when, once you pass that exit, it's the point of no return. Like, all right, you're going. Yeah. You know, right. like, and I, I, don't, I, I don't know that I've ever missed a day, honestly, like. If sick, doesn't matter. Like, yeah. go. No, and that's... And go, that's even when thing. Scott says, like, go back home. Like, you're not okay. Why are you here? 
Dude. Like, do it because this is what I do. And that's, this is what I do. That's what it takes, dude. I've had so many people ask why you still do this. Because, you know, you get injuries all the time doing this shit, mm-hmm. man. I'm always hurt. Like, literally, my foot's always messed up. Like, something on me is always, like, injured, right? And then that's another thing is getting in here and training on top of those injuries. Because you can't just stop because your foot's fucked up. Right. You know what yeah, I mean? Because like, you're, you're never going to grow. Yeah, exactly. So, like, my old ladies all the time, like, ah, oh, you shouldn't go in there with your foot like that or, you know, something. And I'm like, man, I what I gotta do I don't know what else to tell you that's I gotta the life you live injured. yeah you work through pain yeah yeah and like you know co-workers of mine I don't understand how you do this well man I don't understand how to wake up and not that's that's it at this point like I, my mind just like wants that that that's like him I, it's our favorite saying we ain't the same that's our, I'm not the same as a lot of these normal people out there with that same process I'm yeah like, your mindset and a lot of people that come in here the mindset is I'm, I'm chasing a dream right now. I'm chasing something that I want more than I want to breathe. Yeah, and I'm so, going after it one way or another. And it takes grind. It dude, takes that's grind. What, that's what a lot of people don't understand, man, is it takes grind, dude. You can't. Sacrificing sleep. And yeah. Half-assing it shows, bro. Yeah. Half-assing it shows, man. And I mean, I'm, I can't really, you know, I'm, I've drank throughout the years where, like, I shouldn't be drinking while, like, trying to seriously compete. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, like, that's, that's been a big problem. Well, you carry yourself yeah. very well, too. Like, I always ask the guys that, you know, they did one week of MMA training or jiu-jitsu training and they have every fight short imaginable. They tell everybody that they're an MMA fighter. But, you know, you don't, you're very humble. You're willing to help anybody out. And I don't, really, I don't know if you remember the first time you ever met me. I was upstairs. I was, a, I was my first hip replacement. And I'm just punching the bag trying to get movement. You can be like, hey, you need to roll that hip in a little bit more into that, into that punch. And in the back of my mind, I'm like, yeah, dude, I got it. I just physically can't right now. Yeah, yeah. But it was nice to hear that, like, you come in and you had no idea where I was, but you cared enough to tell me, Hey, if you want to get better, this is what you need to do. And yeah. It was cool. It was cool to hear, and I'm like, I like this guy. Like he, I appreciate. He, yeah, that, he really came forward. Like you had no idea who I was. Yeah, that's crazy because I do that for people all the time. Yeah. So I seriously don't remember that, like at all. Yeah, you, know like, you were actually that's getting, cool that somebody remembers that. That's but, how I remember meeting you. You were awesome. you're getting ready to mop up there, and I'm up there, and I'm punching a bag. You're like, hey, you gotta roll your hip, and I'm like, yeah, it doesn't work that way yet. <laughs> but it's yeah. still fake. It's not yeah. working yet. Yeah, but it was nice. I'm like, yeah, this dude comes in here and. That's how somebody has passion because they're willing to, to show everybody what they have. Oh, dude, that's the whole reason I started this, man. Honestly, like that, I'm, I'm looking towards getting my own gym when I go out to Maryland. You know what I mean? The whole reason I started this is to change lives the way I'm changing lives. You know what I'm saying? That's honestly, I don't have USC aspects. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not trying to go to the big, big leagues. I like that. I don't care about that for myself. I want to have students that do that one day. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I know that. Yeah. Oh, that no, awesome. I mean, bro, but I want to yeah. have, uh, but, but my thing is, I want to have been there in their shoes you know what I'm saying like walk that walk yeah I I want to have been there so they respect what I'm saying when I'm telling them what to do you know what I'm saying so that's why I'm doing all that I'm doing now but it's all one day so I can you know see a little kid that don't have the money like I was you know what I'm saying looking at my gym and I'm like hey come on come in here and train dude you ain't gonna have money like get in here you know what I mean like that's literally what my whole aspect is just to be able to change lives dude because this shit changes lives if you've gotten this, it's a lifelong this is a lifelong journey. It keeps yeah, people on that straight and narrow. It teaches you a discipline that like your coach never sits down and they're like, This is how you act. But somehow, some way, throughout doing this for months and years, you just start to act as like a good human being. It's weird, dude. It's the weirdest thing ever. I always thought that the thing with fighting is the more you learn how to fight, the more comfortable you are fighting, the better human you become. You yeah. become less aggressive. You become less of a macho man because yeah. you're now confident in your skills. You don't got to prove to the world who you are. You know who you are. Yeah. So now you're a little bit more, I guess you're more humbled because you know who you are internally. Like, Well, also capable. there's the thought process of, um, you know, I'm pretty fucking good at what I do, right? But I don't know if I fucking talk shit to Ray at a bar. 
not knowing who Ray is, right. Ray's gonna fuck me up. Right. You know what I'm saying? And you so never know. That's the that's the dangerous thing about the whole though your that whole fight game. That's my you see like, what I'm saying, yeah. dude. Like you, you could walk into this room and sit down and not have any idea who Scott is and not know that Scott's pretty well trained when it comes to different types of takedowns or different types of training period just from not being that good. Not that <laughs> okay, maybe not, not that basic. Good, but like it's a respect thing. And yeah. if, you, if you really are in it's the same thing I think with gym goers, period, at least at this gym. Like you don't necessarily ju- you can't judge a book by its cover because you don't know how strong somebody is. You don't know what they can or can't do. You know, and you know what it's like to be humbled and it only takes one time for you to get your ass whooped for you to know that okay, all right, I was wrong. A hundred percent. But then again, it makes you feel confident in like other situations. Like, you know, I walked out of, we'll give you one situation. I walked out of four D's like this a few years ago. I didn't even know my mom was at the bar. Right. I come out of four D's and she's arguing with some dude. And I walked over and I'm like, Hey man, you got to go. And right then his boys all jumped up. And I mean, these are four dudes. Right. And they're not like, I'm not saying they're small guys. These are all like big dudes. They look like they were like previous wrestlers and shit. And, um, you know, I was like, hey, all y'all got to go. And then he was like, this bitch, that, and that. And I was like, I understand that, but this bitch, that's my mom. Right? You know what I'm saying? So I was like, either way, like, y'all got to go. And you know what I'm saying? I'm not, like, I'm not, like, sitting there, like, let's go. You know what I'm saying? Hands hands down, but, like, still up just in case I need to. Like, this is all stuff I know. You know what I mean? Just how to, like, keep yep. myself from getting hit real quick, but also not look threatening. Yep. You know what I mean? So anyway, I get them backed up, but my mom comes around me and smacks one. And I Jeez. immediately just notice the tempo of their whole shit changed, dude. So the biggest dude there, I superman punch, bam, just hit him real quick. Because it's fucking four and one at this point. I know what's about to happen. Yep. You know what I mean? So I just had to beat the first punch. You know what I mean? For biggest dude, superman punch. Right after that, I beat the other dudes up. Um... And then the last guy I was sitting on top of just hitting. And then the first dude that was the biggest, he, he had gotten up at this point and came over. And, like, right at that point, I stood up. He went to, like, haymaker me, man. I came under him, came around him, suplexed him. But the shit part was I got a little scar right here on my forehead from it. But I suplexed him. And, like, you know, you land with your head. It right. works on the mat, dude. It doesn't work on concrete. Yeah, concrete you know what I mean? Concrete's different. But it yeah. was all just instincts, dude. You know what I'm saying? At the end of this, I got four dudes laying in front of me. You know what I mean? So it was like... I mean, I obviously get the fuck in the car and get out, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah. please don't listen. Time to roll. You know what I'm saying? But, like, no, nah, in all seriousness, like, it was great to know that because, honestly, I could have died. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I had four dudes about to whoop my ass if I wouldn't have acted the way I, I knew to act at that point. You know what I mean? Good for you. So, like, that ultimately saved my mom. Ultimately saved, like, she ended up having, like, a big gash on her forehead, too. I think she got, like, to hit one of the dudes and he fucked her up and... I'll put a stop to that when I've seen it. But anyway, you know what I'm saying? Ultimately, it could have saved both of our lives that night, and you just, you never know. So, like, that's why I think everybody should do martial arts, man. I just said this to one of my clients the other day. I said, hey, we're going to do some boxing just for, for conditioning. And they kind of looked at me and said, everybody learn, needs to learn how to throw a punch. Dude. Every human being should know how to throw a punch. You, you're you crazy to think you'll never need it. I agree. You're you never crazy to think happen. you'll never need it, dude. Yep. And to, like, be confident in never needing it. Because, like, you may never need it. Yeah. But, like, dude, if you do, like, it's you're going to kick yourself in the ass when you don't know. Yep. You know what I'm saying? And Just have that foundation. Like, hey, I've been here before. I know I know what the, like, I've been punched. Like, that's the other thing. I, that's why I really oh, believe yeah. in sparring. Being confident and being punched. Yeah. Like, you go, up there, you go up there and beat a bag up all day and be as confident as you want. But then you get punched in the face and you realize, whoa, this shit hits back. Like, this is a different story now. Yeah, and you got all these guys that want to spar with us, right? They That's their goal is to get in the cage with my team. Right, because my team are like we we do this shit. We're official, you know what I mean. And like that's what these guys that are like training up there in the BJJ and the Muay Thai. That's what they want to do. Right. But I I explain to them all as their coach and shit. I'm like, listen, 
I'll tell you what, when you're ready is when you no longer get jitters when you go to spar. Mm -hmm. Like when you no longer have that fear because there is a natural fear that comes from combat. You know what I'm saying? And with time and eventually that fear will wear off and you won't, you know, get that jitters. Like now when I go to spar, it's just, you know, it's an everyday occurrence. You know what I mean? But back then I remember like when I first started, like it was like somebody might get knocked out today, you know? (laughs) And like, and that's, that's what goes through every young like guy's mind. So that's what I explained to him. Like you'll be able to go ask our team to be on it whenever you stop getting those jitters. And that's up for you to determine. I think that's determined. So to this day, can I spar a lot? Yeah. Brad Mallon was the one to this day. I'm like, dude, I don't want to spar him because he's gonna hit my leg. Yeah. I'm gonna go. Like, I'm gonna go fucking get hurt when I leave. Brad's but, a dick. Brad, he, <laughs> Brad was a dick, but he. he Brad, I, love, I, I love Brad to death. So if he's listening, I love you to oh, death. Oh yeah. But Brad was very good with me because he knew like I wasn't going anywhere. I started MMA too old. I did it more for like where I worked at, just for like street. I wasn't trying to go pro. I wasn't even trying to do anything because I was never gonna be that good. I just wanted to be able, like you said, to defend myself. Mm-hmm. So getting something like him in there, he would hit me when. When I got lazy, he'd be like, dude, keep your hands up. Yeah. Or, hey, you're getting heavy on your leg. And that's what I liked. Like, the only way I respond to shit is you got to hurt me a little bit. Yeah. Because that's the only way my head's going to register. Fuck. Noted. Yeah. 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 Hurt me a little bit, and I'll be like, okay, that'll never happen again. Yeah, that's what I, I mean. I do the same thing. The way Even, like, with Dan and all that, man, like, I teach Dan a lot stand up, and, like, you know, I hit him in the face a lot, and he's, he's always mad, and I'm like, you got to so get your hand up, buddy. And he's like, I, I know, I know. And then, like I, I, like, I instantly see the anger leave his face. You know what I mean? It's pretty cool to see like that. But no, Brad ripped my quadricep. That's why. Like, <laughs> that's why I said Brad's a dick. <laughs> he's a dick. He always... But that, that old school, like, him, even when I met first met Ethan, we had a guy named um, Shane McMahon. Uh, not Shane McMahon. What was McMahon's last name? Do you ever knew him? Little short guy. Lenny. All those guys, like, with the dignity people. They were all, like, they were great instructors, but at the same time, like... A little hard knock. Charlie, Cat, Charlie Gathers, another one. Real Charlie. Charlie was a strong motherfucker, and he was my size. Yeah. I could never beat Charlie. Yeah. He was just explosive, strong. But he would every time I rolled him, it was in my ear. Hey, you need to do this. Hey, you need to create distance. Hey, you need you need to cover up a little bit more. Don't don't expose your arms. And that's the beauty that of was the nice. sport we have too, man. Like every time you're doing something, you're like helping the other person get better. Time. You know what I mean? And it's especially when you get like us more seasoned guys. You know, we're definitely trying to help you guys out. We want y'all to be better so you can make us better. Yeah. Eventually. But yeah. that's a mindset in itself. Awesome. You know, like that's that's like my favorite kind of mindset. Like no matter what it is, I might take an L or I might I might not win this round, but I'm gonna learn something about myself and I'm gonna learn something about you. Yeah. And the more that you can learn things from t- every time you fail, that makes you really really strong. That makes you really unbeatable. Well, that's every good. every time I get like a strong or a good wrestler, right? Like a good high school wrestler comes in wants to do jujitsu, right? Dude, he crushes my white belts. You know what I'm saying? Any any good wrestler is going to crush most of my white belts. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's just, that's what they've been doing for They're years. Explosive. Yeah, and they can stay on top, but, yeah. like, there's no submissions happening. You know what I'm saying? So, like, eventually I have to sit them back, and I'm like, yo, be less strong. Like, win a little less. Like, in your mind, you have to tell yourself, like, let that jiu-jitsu guy, like, do a few moves on me so, like, I can learn what he's doing rather than, like, just pushing the pace because you're actually setting yourself back. You know what I'm saying? If you're just cradling people and, you know, just, just doing what you've been doing for right. years, you're just doing the same fucking thing you've been doing. And this guy can't stop it yet because he's not good enough yet. Yep. You know what I'm saying? But the minute he is, you're in big trouble because yeah. now he yeah, knows Yeah, now, now roll do. with me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? There's a little bit of a difference. Now roll with me and I'll, t- I'll, I'll show you how to get tapped out. But at the same time, it's like, um, 
you know, just let that happen and you'll start to gain so much more from your practices rather than just, you know, rolling through people all day and not actually getting any submissions because you're learning submissions here. You know what I mean? Submissions, trips, all kinds of shit. But the other thing you have to learn going into jiu-jitsu is learn, it's an ego check. You're going to have to tap. Tap a lot. Don't go to the point where you're going to break your arm and you're like, ah, I'm too proud. Go ahead and do that and your MMA career is going to be short-lived, your jiu-jitsu career will be short-lived. Mm-hmm. Tap, if you know the guy has it, instead of going through that pain, just tap right then, reset, go again, and figure out what you did wrong. But I I've, I did that myself when I first started. I'm like, ah, dude, I don't want to show weakness in you. I'm going to I'm gonna fight this as long as I can. They're like, you better tap. Like, nah, I can hold a little bit longer. Next thing you know, something dislocates. You're like, maybe I should have tapped. Yeah, it's so funny, dude. Once you're in it for a long time, it's such a more chill martial art. It you is. know what I'm saying? Once you're, like, first getting into it, though, you're trying to amp yourself up to be, like, this big fighter and shit. You know, it's crazy. It's funny. Yep. It's like, the mentality difference. You Pat know? Johnson used to tell me all the time, you need to slow down and just go with the flow. Feel. Yep, and he said, feel. slow, 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 explode. Yeah. Slow, 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 explode. That's how it was. That's how yeah. it was. Once I learned that, uh, and still learning that, it's it makes a world of difference. It's just yeah. hard to be calm. Yeah, because, I mean, you can use other people's shit to your advantage. You know what I'm saying? Like, dude, a lot of times when I'm on bottom, like, if I get the bottom guard right, I'll just fucking chill, bro. Literally just chill. And then I'll just wait for somebody to fuck up. Like, Bro, at some point you're gonna you're gonna put your weight too far on one side, and like literally the second I feel that, you know, you're not expecting me to move because I've been just literally literally laying there, just chilling, and dude, and then the second I feel displacement, I'm gone. You, go. you know what I'm saying? That explosion, chill, 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 explode, and it really does. It works. It just works like every that, time, dude. It's crazy. So what got you into to fighting? Period. What 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 was the start? I'm from Georgia, man. I'm from Georgia. I don't know if you've ever listened to, like, Georgia songs in the 90s. <laughs> Everybody fights in Georgia. It's, right. it's, it's the thing to do, man. Like, honestly, bro, I grew up um, right what outside. Part of Georgia? Of, Atlanta? No, nah, um, Hinesville. It's okay. Little Wissy. Like, um, right out, you know where Fort Stewart is? Yes. It's right outside of Fort Stewart. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That's that's where I grew up fighting because uh, Fort Stewart, 3rd Infantry Division, mm-hmm. man, um, you know, first on the line. It takes a dumb motherfucker to accept that, right? So this is a whole base full of dumb motherfuckers. Third ID. I'm so out. sorry. I'm so sorry to everybody in Fort Stewart, but you, you're kind of stupid for this. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> Listen, you're signing up to be the first in line. I was a 20 year grunt, so I'm one of those dumb guys. That's yeah. what I did. Okay. So, <laughs> anyway, this is what <laughs> it's I'm me. Li- Trust me. It's this me. is what I'm living next to a whole town of these guys. Yeah. Right? And, like to and, fight. and yeah, dude. So, like, I like the fight. You know what I'm saying? All our all our songs growing up is like, hey, that bitch over there, that bitch ain't shit. You know, like you're in a club, beat somebody up. That's what the lyrics are to our songs and shit. You know right. what I mean? So anyway, dude, that's what we did. And you know, I'd walk out like of a you know gas station half drunk, and I'd see three military dudes sitting on the back of their truck, chilling. And like in my mind, you know, half drunk, I'm like. These guys think they're badass, but, like, fuck that, I'm going to show them. And so, like, my 17-year-old ass be like, what the fuck y'all want? And, like, for no reason, dude, I was just an asshole, man. But I like to, <laughs> I to, I to prove to people I was good at fighting back then. Honestly, like, that was my whole reputation growing up. You know what I'm saying? I'm a fighter. And so I always like to prove it, man. Just, you know, get in there and just put hands on somebody and win. You know what I mean? And, like, dude, we'd have parties, bro. Like, we'd have parties out in the sticks and, like, Literally, we'd have, so we were from Hinesville, that was our group, and we'd literally have towns next door, like Midway would show up, and I mean, they would show up like 12 trucks deep, dude, get out their trucks, and we would just like go to all-out war, just like my town versus their town, dude, and then we'd beat them up, they'd get in their truck and drive on back, like get the fuck on out, you know what I mean, back to their town, and like that's literally the way we grew up, man, it's just, 
everybody was fighting all the fucking time. You know, especially when you're outside of an infantry base, it's just gonna happen. Yeah, every kid that grew up outside of an infantry base is a fighter. Dude, it was just literally nonstop fighting, and I, I just, I enjoyed it, man. Because like I said, it just, it made me a little name, a little reputation. Everybody knew like Sheldon had hands. You know what I mean? And so I did it. I did it, bro. Like knowing what I know now. You're like bro, looking back, I was nothing. Yeah, I was shit. Up, dude. <laughs> but I was out there putting hands on grown. You know what I'm saying? Like grown bad motherfuckers. I was out there. I was out there teeing up. But like, I didn't know shit. <laughs> It was just, it was all heart. <laughs> so when did you decide to make the switch that, all right, I got to quit, get out of this, out of this street mentality and make this a little bit more legit and start getting into a gym and training? Was that when you got on Charges, bro. The charges. charges that came, the charges that came. <laughs> that puts everything to a stop. You know what I'm saying, dude? So after I got that uh, aggravated assault for that military dude, I, um, I used to bounce at this uh, club called Saddlebags. And um, I got fired from there. And, you know, this is me younger. I think I was fucked up at work. And, you know, they didn't deserve to fire me. You know right. what I mean? But anyway, I came back like a few weeks later, all fucked up again. You know, a little, little bit of Red Bull and Jägermeister. I'm not even, it was, no, I had just probably just turned 21. But anyway, I go there, my head of security lets all my friends in, dude. Like my old head of security. He's not mine at this point. I'm fired. You know what I'm saying? But he lets all my friends in. And then, like, grabs me and he's like, hey, man, you're too drunk. I'm like, they're exactly as drunk as I am. You know what I'm saying? Like, dude, we let drunk people in all the time. This is, like, you're allowed to open carry in Savannah. Like, oh, really? alcohol. Yeah, you're allowed to walk around the streets with oh, alcohol geez. in Savannah. Yeah. yeah. So, anyway, we go in there. Or, that, that he didn't let me in. He ended up punching me in my shit, right? Knocked my ass to the ground because I'm a little bit drunk. And I remember hitting the cobblestone, right? And then I remember looking up and seeing this long line of people zigzag. And I was like, in my mind right then, I was like, they all think I'm a bitch. <laughs> that's uh, my drunken mind that's literally my first thought I was like they all think I'm a bitch and so I was like nah so I stood up I ran over to my head of security I jumped up I kneed him in his face dude he started to fall on his way back I hit him then I had some other security tackle me I seen the cobblestone so I was like nope flipped him over started beating him up uh, some guy came out hit me on the side of the head so I stood up and I teed off and started beating him up got him uh, on the ground then somebody else came over and I turned elbowed him fucked him up and then I ran away Right, I got away for like 30 minutes. I was running, and you know, this is me with no cardio, bro. You know what I mean? The only fighting, the only thing I did was fight, you know what I mean, and drink. And so, I fucking got away. I wanted to go get picked up at this gas station, dude. And it was, it was literally like a movie, I'll never forget it, dude. I come walking out from the cut of the gas station, see my friend's car sitting right here waiting on me. I see all four of these, or like all four of these uh security guards sitting there, dude. The one I broke his orbital and shit, like, bro, this fucked up. So, like, I almost got in a lot of trouble for that, too. But um, they said, there he is, get him. I was like, Jesus Christ. So, I'm running, dude, <laughs> turn back around, start running again, man. This lady and her kid had literally split a fire hydrant with their hands, like, holding hands, dude. And I jumped the fire hydrant at the same time, turned around and said, I'm so sorry, dude. And I kept running, bro. And then I ran through the uh, USPS Postal Service office, right? <laughs> and um, I cut through their parking lot. And then I get to the fence. I climb the fence all the way. And then I get to barbed wire. I was like. Uh, man, so I climbed back down, like, and then I just laid there with my hands on my back, and uh, face first, bro. They ran up, kneed me in my face, started. They, dude, they whooped my ass before I went to jail for that, bro. <laughs> but <laughs> so, how long did you do in jail for that one? Um, I think I was only there for like the night, bro. I think I, I got it. Oh, no, but then that they revoked my bond for the first one because of that one. So then I ended up doing five months for that one. So you only did five months. Then. No, so, I did. I uh, no, I did five months, and so I did five months there in like uh, county jail, 
And then I did five months in the prison hole up here. Okay. And then I did one month uh, for a DUI. And I wasn't gonna say not too too bad. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm like I'm not an asshole, man. I was an asshole. No, no, like, no, 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 no. I was just like a fight, but I'm not like an actual criminal. I don't think. You no, know what I mean? just, you know how the states is, but especially when you're coming to Pennsylvania, you're in a Commonwealth. I mean, they throw the book at people like that. I mean, the Commonwealths are one of the worst places to do anything stupid. They do what they, they just, want. They so I mean, I want to put a disclaimer out there. We were talking before we hit record, and I and and we left some bits and pieces of things out. So just so that we're we're clear, I did ask the question. Like, okay, so knowing the things you know today, now, you know, looking back, there were some decisions that were made that you were like, okay, I probably would do this maybe a little bit different to prevent some of the stuff from happening. Because it's not like we're saying, okay, it's a great idea for people to walk around and punch people in the face. We're definitely not saying that. No, no, that's a that, horrible idea. And that idea. is not a good idea. That's a horrible idea. We are simply discussing things that got... Sheldon to where he's at. Oh, yeah, yeah, I, just, yeah, I think yeah. it made, made you who you are today. Yeah, that yeah. Was I think what sometimes. we're getting at here is the fact that, so you came in, point back from wrong, you came in, like you grew up in like a, a rougher environment, right? Like the fight. Yeah, and yeah. you knew that that was going to get lead down a wrong path. So you took that, you took the skill, I'm going to call that a skill because fighting really is a skill. Yeah. And you took that and you said, listen, I can't keep doing this. I'm going to get myself in trouble. I'm going to wind up in a very bad situation. Yeah. But let's turn this into something more positive. Yes. And you brought this into a controlled environment where yes. now you can learn how to fight better, you can teach us other people, and now it's, you're doing what you love to do yeah, and I no longer, in a legal way. And I no longer have that chip on my shoulder, man. I, like, dude, I swear to God, when I used to go out, man, I always felt like I had something to prove, man. It was, because, like, I grew up with my mom, two sisters, you know, I didn't really have, like, a father figure or nothing like that, so I grew up with a protector. You know what right. I'm saying? All the, like, all my cousins, mostly, are girls and shit, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I grew up a protector. You know what I mean? And that's got me in a lot of trouble, too. Right. But, um, yeah, so that's that's basically what's led me to that, that fighting lifestyle, man. But and, and I always wanted them to, like, feel confident and being protected. So that was another reason that, like, I would go to the bar and I'd be like, you know, if a fight was any kind of way of going to happen or wanted to look like it was going to happen, I'd just made it happen. Because, you know, then I got that, you know, tell my family. Yeah, then I get to tell my family, like, hey, yo, I built with this dude's ass and I go, blah, now in my mind, they feel more protected because I've been whooping more ass. You know what I mean? And, like, that's really where my mentality was. It was just, like, go out, look for a fight, you know, impress people. <laughs> like, right. I, now you can do it professionally. Yeah, and, and, and the thing is, now I don't feel that chip when I'm at, like, a, if I, I don't go to bars no more. But, like, right. if I do go to a bar, I don't feel that chip on my shoulder to where I have to prove something to anybody anymore. This I have nothing to like prove. This is why I like fighting. This is why I like people that are trained fighters because that's what happens. Yeah. You can take some of the big... I'm not calling you shithead. Please don't be... Don't oh, think. no, no, no. But you take, cool. the biggest shitheads, shithead. take the biggest shitheads out there that that have this chip and then you give them, me. put them in here and all of a sudden, within a year or two, you start seeing that their whole demeanor change. They get a little bit more humble and they get a lot more just, just better human beings. And, you know what I mean? It's pretty awesome. Yep, and that's why I say, man, I honestly feel like my calling to this earth, bro, like, not to get, like, biblical because I'm not that guy, but I feel like my calling to be here is to change people's lives yeah. by doing this, man. I've already changed so awesome. many lives, dude. You know what I'm saying? I've always thought, like, if you, because you're one person, if you can impact at least more than two lives, you've made a positive impact on this earth. Well, I'll tell you, Someone. my son's up there now. He does kickboxing with Kurt. You said something to him last week or the week prior. First thing he did, he came over like, hey, dad, 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 you know that real tall guy? He was talking about you, and you must help with one of his kicks or something. And he was like, yeah, yeah. So he was like all about that you showed him something, and like that's good to hear. Like the yeah. kids look up to you. Yeah, I appreciate yeah. it. All it's the guys like, up there, it's you, pretty Kurt, cool everybody the loves positive impact you can have. Yeah, 
Yeah, that's something you don't even realize, you know? I know, and that's the beautiful part. And that's why I said, like, it was crazy to hear him say about the first time he met me. And, like, you know, that wasn't, like, any kind of moment for me because I literally do that shit all the time. But, like, I'm, I'm glad that it makes, like, a positive yeah. impact on people when I do it. Because, you know, part of me is, like, I hope this guy don't think, like, I'm over here being a know-it-all asshole. You yeah. know what I mean? In fact, I didn't know I didn't know who you were. And I was, like, I came back. I remember asking, I forget who was at the front desk. Maybe it was either Ray or Angel. I'm, like, who is that guy up there? And they told me who you were. I'm like, yeah. I was like, so you fight? They said, yeah. They said, you just got, I think at that time you just got here, maybe you're already here a couple months. Yeah. And I was like, then I started watching. I'm like, this guy's really good, man. He was pretty legit. So, yeah, it was pretty awesome. Like, I always kind of remember first encounters. That's how I kind of, there's no people. And what you did was amazing. And That's it's funny cool. you do that because we have, me and the trainers talk all the time. Like, you see people on the floor doing something wrong, whether squatting, deadlifting, benching. But the big question is, do we say something? Yeah. Do you go up and be like, hey, dude, listen, man. Listen, I, I'm a trainer. I'm not trying to be a know it all, but listen, I just avoid injury. Yep. And some people are very responsive, and some people are like, dude, I've been doing this for 15 years. Who are you? You're, you're not as big as me. You can't as much as me, so don't tell me anything. You're like, cool, dude. Like, okay. You do you. you yeah, do you. and that's why I said that's like, you know, part of me being who I am. I'm like, show up inside. I don't want to like go say something to you, and then now I look like an asshole because I have an actual fear now of looking like an asshole. You know what I mean? Because I don't to do be that. such an asshole. But you don't do that for you. Don't do that for your ego. You do that because you care. You yeah. want people to do things correctly, like I do. I don't. I'm not out there trying to pull a client in. If I see you doing something wrong, I care because I want you to be able to do this for the rest of your life. Because yeah. to me, I'm passionate about fitness. Like I think that life is about you know staying strong and being healthy. Also, if you're up there putting your time in to fucking hit the bag, I'd, ra- I'd, I'd rather you do it correctly. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like you said, longevity. You know what I mean? I'd, I'd rather you like know what you're doing than just up there hitting a bag. Right. You know what I mean? And then also, if you're just up there hitting a bag, right, and then somebody that knows more than you comes over and they're like, hey, maybe try it. Now you might know that you may want that direction of being taught. Right. You know what I'm saying? Before you might not have it, that idea of being taught might have scared you. Right. You know what I'm saying? Now you got somebody saying like, "Hey, I'm giving you like a little bit of teaching." You're like, "Being taught's not that bad." You know, bad. like maybe go take a class now. You know what I mean? You never know, but that's not the idea of it is to get nobody to sign up for class. I could care less. You know how many people I have. I don't make no like, bro, coaching up here. It wasn't like my ticket to money or anything like that. You know what I mean? Like, I but you take to your passion. You know what I mean? You get to yeah, do what you love. And yeah, that's, it's not about the money. Yeah, it wasn't it really money at all, bro. It was literally just you know being able to like, man, I love those kids. <laughs> like, I love those dudes that are up there that I train, man. Like, some of them, you know, it's just it's because I've got to see them change. You know what I'm saying? I've got to see some of these young, dumb kids that now come in here with, like, respect and whatnot, yeah. bro. And it's it's amazing to, like, see and know that you did. You know what I'm saying? And, like, Caden, or, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, one of my students, Caden, he's been with me for, like, probably the longest out of all my students. Mm-hmm. But, like, I see him rolling. He does great now. You know what I'm saying? Like, we have blue belts come in, and he, like, hangs in there with them. You know what I'm saying? All he's been training for, like, seven, eight months. You know what I mean? And I, I've, I put so much into this kid. He's been here every time. You know what I'm saying? And... To, to see him roll is almost like a reflection of like me doing jiu-jitsu because it's like, bro, he does the same things that I would do. That's pretty awesome. Man. And so it's amazing, dude. Is, is he, how old is he? He's like 16, dude. He's he worked at McDonald's for a while, right? I'm not sure. He's doing concrete work now is all I know. So if it's the guy that I'm thinking of, I he can actually... He had long hair at the time. He would have probably... Uh, maybe. I don't know. But it's just amazing the, the the difference in mindset that kind of stuff can make yeah you know i mean even just talking to you like we're listening to you tell stories about like every time i gotta go out to the bar i gotta whoop somebody's ass to now you're like you know what man like these kids are like this is the shit yeah 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 you know like it's yeah. really it's really humbling to me and it's cool for me to see like you sitting here like this and like you're legitimately smiling like ear to ear when you're talking <laughs> yeah, about these yeah, kids yeah. you're like this is that's just so cool yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. That's, that's very impressive. That's what I'm saying. It's the changing of lives, man. Like, I'm out here that's making right. an impact on these kids, you know, to where, like, you never know what they may have done in the future if they would have, you know, maybe broke some, broke some like, laws or whatever, you know what I'm saying, committed crimes, and, you know, you might keep them from doing that. Because if I would have had this, you know, I would have never done half the stuff I did. Did you get to meet Johnny Robinson here? Um, I, I know that you were talking about the boxing guy. The boxing guy. Yeah, I've met him on a few occasions. Johnny's whole thing, when he started this 53 years ago, now he's retired, it's been 50 years he did that, his whole goal was for that reason. I yeah. wanted kids off the street. I didn't want them doing stupid shit. So he created a free boxing class. The UVA was free for 50 years. Yeah. If you show up, I'll teach you how to box. There's no cost, but you do it. It's discipline. And if you ever knew Johnny, Johnny was a disciplined type of guy. Yeah, you I've show up and you're going to work your ass off. You didn't bring water. You were there to work. You I think I got into this probably like right after he was like getting out Probably. Of it, you know what I'm saying? Because I remember guys spilling out of you know the UVA whenever it was like you know on its last little yeah. and that's when I had just got into it you know what I mean he I was sparring really some of those guys and whatnot, but yeah. like I, I wasn't around for the UVA go you know it was just the, the discipline behind it they, whether right or wrong or indifferent whether you think they were great boxers out of there or not which he did put on some good boxers yeah. but it was the fact of strip all that away he created a better society yeah. he created people with discipline better out to man correct. honestly a better out to do correct Dude, like imagine you know like honestly, the crime rate would be different if it wouldn't have been for him. Yeah, you know what I mean. And that's that's amazing to be able to make that much of an impact. Like, be it just Altoona, you know what I mean. But like, just to make that big of an impact. Man, I had awesome. a uh, I had a client two weeks ago tell me, you know, doing this and what you do. Sometimes you start burning yourself out. You start questioning, like, is this worth it? And she called to me and said, you have changed my life. She said, no, you did you save my life, but you've changed my life. You've changed the way I think about it. You've just changed. She went through a, a pretty good medical stint, and she said, you brought me back from a place I never thought I'd come back from. And for me, that changed everything. That was my that was my aha moment going, okay, what I'm doing is worth every fucking minute of suffering, every minute of away from my family, everything I put into this, it now is Because you're literally changing people's yes. lives, too. Yeah. And the whole reason I started this was for that reason, to, to take the knowledge I had, because it saved my life. Yeah. Just like, you know, MMA fought, you know, it kind of changed yours. 100%. Fitness kind of changed mine because I was, it just, I needed it. And it, it mentally saved me, and to be able to pass that on to somebody else yeah. changes you. It does. It helps. It really helped me settle into this and know what my purpose was now. So That's awesome, man. Good for you, I man. That's good what you're doing. Completely understand it. Yeah, that's it's awesome. Crazy. So, um, so let's talk about your fight career as it is. So you are now currently, uh, are you are you pro yet? No, nah, you getting ready to go pro. Yeah, we going pro soon. So how many fights do you have? Ten. Ten fights. And which record? Four and six, I do believe. Nice. So are you more of a stand up or more of a ground guy? I'm good at both, man. <laughs> what? Well, whatever I, throws in front of you. I honestly, I like stand up, bro. Yeah. I I enjoy stand up, like you know, but fucking good on the ground too yeah. so I don't know it was the wrestling I was lacking in for years you know what I mean that transition part you know what I yeah. mean and Dan has perfected me I appreciate it oh man Dan's made me amazing so where wrestling. did you, Dan wrestled where hey, uh, was he a college wrestler was he collegiate I'm pretty sure he was dude I don't want to I don't want to say anything yeah I was about to say I don't want to say anything and then you know yeah, yeah. say the wrong thing you know? right I don't, I'm, not, I'm not 100% sure so what's next for you now so you had your, you got 10 fights in yeah and you're fighting again when I don't know yet. I'm looking at something in October. You're right gonna, you have to move and stuff first. Yeah, yeah. yeah there and talk to up. my talk to my coach. I had somebody hit me up not too long ago for a fight in uh, West Virginia, but um, or maybe it was Virginia. I don't know. But I told him that I got to move and you know go let out my my other coach in uh, Ocean City, Mike Otwell, 
to at least let him like see what I'm capable of because he hasn't seen me in a few years. But yeah. you know what I mean. And I'm a completely different person now than I was then. You know what I mean. My wrestling wasn't that great then. You know my stand up wasn't that great then. I've made so much progress in every aspect. You know the jujitsu part. You know Good. I've learned so much coaching. Bro, coaching is teach you so much bro it's crazy look who you got around you I mean you got Darren and Ray and all these guys I mean yeah, he's training with Ethan those guys I mean you have top notch crew up there oh man it's awesome dude cause Ethan you know Ethan teaches me a lot too man like, you know he just actually takes his time out to be like yeah do this or like that or like if this is happening it's because you're not doing the, you know the, and he, he really takes time to like tweak me a lot too it's yeah. pretty cool I think when I know Ethan has a hell of a long future ever, but when he's done he's gonna make one hell of a coach yeah you know yeah, I mean? yeah he yeah. has he has a lifelong worth of coaching yeah, he is just a very he's a gentle soul when it comes to coaching you know in the ring he's a different story but oh, yeah. he really is a gentle soul and when, when he's out there coaching you learn a lot from him because he brings passion like you yeah. brings a lot of passion to yeah, yeah 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 100% man and you know something something that's crazy because I'm like honestly years behind Ethan you know what I mean as far as the fight game and knowledge you know what I mean so he does have more knowledge in this stuff than me but I have a I have like a natural way of like making people understand yeah. I have a good way of making people understand what I'm saying. Where a lot, like, Ethan has that for me. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I'm not saying, I, I, I don't know about what everybody else's aspect of it. But I, Ethan definitely has a way of, like, making me understand things, too. And that's that's really cool to see that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Cause, that's pretty good. Yeah, some people, they just don't have that knack. You know what I'm saying? Of, like, they know how to do it, but they don't know how to make you, translate it to make you know how to do it. It's like the old saying goes, you might be a good player, it doesn't make you a good coach. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? You got to know how to coach as well. Exactly. So, um, so you're moving down to Maryland here soon, this weekend, next weekend. Yeah, like Tuesday. Tuesday. Yeah, like Tuesday. Wednesday. And what are you going to be doing down there? Um, same shit, man. Yeah. Honestly, same, same exact straight. Thing, yeah. What's the name of the gym you're going to train to down there? Uh, Infinity Martial Arts. Okay. Well, my thing is, I'm going to be looking into opening up my own gym here in the next, like, two two years. Nice. You know? Um, so, like, down in Ocean City, you can make uh, good money during the summer, serving tables, you know, selling seafood. That's, yep. like, bang, dude. Like, some people make, like, over 100 k for the, like, the way most of Maryland on the Eastern Shore works is they work for the summer, mm-hmm. and then they have enough money saved for the winter. Yeah, so my brother know, whether it be farming, fishing, you know what I'm saying? Everybody's watermen, farmers. That's, like, literally how their economy works. Yep. So, I'm going to save up enough for the summer, go work during the winter, and I'm going to just put that back and, you know, I've already got some equipment for a gym and I'm, you know, going to start just buying more equipment then eventually look to lease a place. That way I go in, like, zero debt just in case, like, I do fail. You know what I'm saying? I'm not, like, failing and still owing money. You yep. know what I mean? I'm just going to do put shit to the side, push it to the side, and then go in this whole thing zero debt and try to, you know, make a gym work. You're 100% correct. My brother-in-law uh, manages fishtails in the summer down there. Yeah. So he works at fishtails. And then his his wife, she he's a manager there. He's manager. Have to there. Give me a give me a job. I'll hook you up. I'll hook you up. Right. I appreciate he's, that. He's good for real. Cause yeah. uh, fish tails, I know there's some money there. Dude, they make bank. That's there. what I'm saying. They are crowded. Dude, I've been doing this. I've been serving my whole life. You know what I'm saying? So like, it's not like you're just putting something. Oh, so you know this. You already know. He, 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 he already bro, know. I'm literally like probably one of the best like waiters you'll ever meet. Like, we'll we'll talk offline. I get just information for him. He's a good dude. Cool dude. I appreciate that. Do you surf or anything? Huh? Do you surf? Um, I want to learn, dude. I had somebody down there that said he'd teach me. Um, 
just need to get up with him so he can teach me. <laughs> I, I, I want to win. I always want to learn how to surf. Yeah. I don't know if I'm, I'm too fucking clumsy, dude. I get you remind me of that. What was that, the, like, Finding Nemo? He's like the turtle. Like the, yeah. bro. Yeah. 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 Yeah, Bodacious, bro. I love sea turtles from that movie. Yeah. You know, I have a thing for sea turtles because they're just cool shit. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't know if I've ever met one, but if I ever meet one, it better be just like you that. Better find, like, yeah. You better find out how old yeah. it is. <laughs> yeah. well, I'm pulling up some of the questions we had for you. All right, so one of the questions I wanted to ask you is like the ups and downs of your training. So throughout your seven years of training, you've seen it all, like up, downs, in betweens. What's probably one of the hardest things you've ever had to do within within this game? Whether it be a weight cut, um, preparing mentally for a fight. Weight cuts always suck. Um, man, really, it's just the you know going without money while you're leading up to a fight, but, like, still have... So, like, man, because you've got to put in this camp, right? You know, especially, like, when I was single and I didn't have that backup for my fiancé. You know what I'm saying? Right. you gotta you got to spend a lot of money to eat healthy to get cut that weight cut. Then you have to stay out of work because you got to be in here. You know what I'm saying? So you're really just grinding on literally, like, no money, dude. You know what I'm saying? Like, putting all your money into this. You know what I mean? And then, you know just to get ready for that fight and then you know whether it be some cancels or you fucking lose or whatever dude it just it's like such a bummer every time that you put all that into it you know what I mean so like really that's the hardest part is just having nothing because you're putting everything into this you know what I mean you have nothing outside of it but also that's some of the best times I've had in my life though so like while I say it may suck like at the same time man if you really enjoy it then it's it's a double edged sword like that's I know that when you talk about the ups, you know, obviously passing that knowledge on to the to the youth and bringing them up, so that's probably going to be the highlight of yeah. what you're doing now is taking everything you know and kind of showing people a different way of living, which is pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah, that's, a, that's So cool. what's it what's it like? I mean, I'm a, I'm the big mental health guy in the group. It seems like I always ask questions about things that are rough sometimes to talk about. I mean, what's it like going and prepping and doing all this work for a fight, and then you get in there and you get your ass whooped? I mean, like, um, I mean, I understand it can be a real humbling experience, but at the same time, you got to feel like, why am I even doing this? Like, I beat the shit out of myself for the last three months. Like, I ate literally, like, next to starvation maybe to meet weight, or I've been eating like crazy, and my body's just saying, oh, my gosh, stop doing this. You always have those questions, man. You always <laughs> have those questions. I'm not lying, dude. I think that shit all the time, but yeah. it's just something you got to want, man. You know, like even fuck, dude. You know, like Darren when he gets us ready for a fight. I don't want to talk about Darren, but yeah. <laughs> there's still a little grudge with Darren right you know now. What I'm saying? We'll talk more about Ray after the break. But <laughs> so he's getting us ready for a fight, man. He does like one of his days of uh, Shark Tanking, man. He, he he tries to get you to quit, like, bro, and like never would I quit because that's not the person I am, honestly. But. Ooh, while it's happening, man, you're you're thinking to yourself, like, why am I doing this shit? Like, bro, this is the worst thing like I could possibly be putting myself through right now. I'm volunteering for this. Yeah, <laughs> but yet here I am, bro, and now like I'm doing this just to go get ready to fight like a full grown man. You know what I'm saying? I'm doing all this shitty shit. You know, dude, it, it sucks. And then you go get the conditioning part of it and you're fucking throwing up at the end of your workout and you're like, Why in the fuck? Bro, and like you just don't ever stop. You know what I'm saying? Like, you just show up the next day. Like, why did I do that again? You know? Because somewhere in that turmoil, somewhere in that hell, you find yourself. And every time you do it, you get a little bit mentally stronger. I really do think that you got you to gotta find hell to find yourself. you got to dig, dig, go down deep, hit rock bottom, and climb out of that, and you realize, dude, 
I'm better than I thought I was. Oh, yeah. And I think everybody has to experience that. Unfor- it's unfortunate. Not a lot of people do, though. That's the problem. Right. Not a lot of people People put themselves in that position. A lot of people. People like comfort. They're afraid to get outside dude, of it. Dude, a lot of people just live comfort every day, yeah, dude. Every Nine day. to five desk job. Go home. You know, yep. not Netflix, get too. fat and happy. Bro, a lot of people live that way, and they don't learn shit about themselves, bro. So you got a lot of shitty people running around here that are just comfortable. And that's the problem, honestly. That's a big problem. You got a lot of shitty people running around that are just comfortable and never mentally test themselves. And that's kind of the problem with (laughs) this is we're gonna go into my little rant. I think my problem with society is this is the fact that we protect and coddle and we don't say, Listen, it's time for you to face some adversity and learn how to deal with it. And I'm not helping you through this. You're gonna you're gonna find yourself in this. Um, I'm here if you need me. Yeah, but yeah, you're gonna I'm find guide like, you, but I'm yeah, not guide you. Can push right. you through, bro. I'm not gonna you know. be I'm not gonna be the guy. I'm not gonna be the wall blocking this. You're gonna yeah. absorb all this, and you're gonna figure out how to get through it. And I think yeah. that's how you grow. You know, we talk right. about we talk about me, my journey, and your journey. You know, and almost your every journey is awesome. By the way, in every podcast, Congrats. I had no idea you do anything. Well, thank you. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna listen to some of stuff. But like you know, for a while he deleted Darren. So he said Darren's he's ever listened to. Leave that shit. Yeah, it's off. It's off his playlist. Done with that guy. I don't, <laughs> I don't, I'm not getting in the middle either. That's you know, you know, Ray is such a good coach, dude. He goes from uh, he goes from. You did, know. You, did you hear what happened with Darren? No. So when we had Darren on the podcast. They were talking about every fighter: Sid, Ethan, and Cam. We didn't bring Shell not much. Dude, the so only thing they like, said about fuck? me was that I beat him at sparring sometimes. That's it, if I recall correctly. That's all they said is, you know, sometimes oh, when Sheldon or Ethan beat me at sparring. People are thinking, like, dude, I feel it a lot. I text. I, at first, I thought he meant about being on the podcast. I'm like, you're coming. And then I realized, oh, no, wait a second. Yeah. I know what this is but about. I yeah. 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 Dude, so anyway, Ray, man, he does such a good job. <laughs> <laughs> he does such a good job at taking us from the stand-up to the takedowns to the ground game, bro. I just, Ray is an all-around great coach you know <laughs> I just Darren's <laughs> never living this down. you're going to dinner tonight with yeah. Ray aren't you I yeah, feel like yeah, yeah. yeah you know but, but we were talking about mindset and like you know for a while there um, I was doing like the barbell club and then I would like go run a mile afterwards and I was doing like the run a mile every day thing and like I just know for myself like you'd get halfway through the mile and I mean I'm a big boy I'm, I'm heavy Yeah. you know and like my knees would be like Man, you should just fucking quit doing this for a minute. Why don't you just take a break on the steps? You keep walking right by the steps. That's how you know you're doing something right, when your brain starts talking you out of it. Yeah, yeah. you know, and honestly, that's, that's literally when you're starting to make that breakthrough. Yep. Dude, yeah. The second your brain starts trying to talk you out of it is when you're doing it right. And you tell your brain to shut the fuck up and keep yep. going. Yep, and then you keep going, and that's when you start seeing progress. It's yep. not until that moment, though, dude. You'll never see anything until your brain starts telling you, stop. That's it. That's a good analogy. Exactly right. Dude, it's 100%, 100% correct. Dude, yep. 100% correct. You're not doing any progress until your brain says, why in the fuck? Yep. You know? And then that's when you're pushing some shit, dude. Yep. yep. You know, and like like for me, I know in the last, probably in the last month, there was like a switch for me that sort of flipped and Scott can probably attest to seeing it. Like, I would come in every day and I would do what I needed to do to, to, to get through. But then it sort of turned into like, okay... Well, Josh is going to complain about stuff. Josh is going to complain that his knee hurts or his shoulder hurts or whatever. And then all of a sudden it just turned into, no, Josh is just going to do whatever it is. Like now, now I'm just going to, there's no more dicking around. There's no more goofing off. There's no more just trying to laugh to get out of doing it and try to take the, you know, easy take, way. Yeah, take the, the way, easy way the out way of it. you know that you could if right. you wanted to. Yeah. Like you have the brain to talk yourself out of something, but now you have to visually sit back and say like, let me not and just like suffer. So I can I can say that like on my end I can see what that would be like. I just can't picture or imagine in my head all that work and then it's just like you just lost. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like 
That would be brutal. Oh, no, dude. That is still... It, it sucks. Yes, it does. It really does suck because, you know, some of the... You know, the closest people you know are the really the only people coming out to watch you fight, man. Honestly. Yeah. And people you care about are the only ones paying money to come fucking see you. And then you got these people that see you and, you know, you just got knocked out in nine seconds, you know. And Here's what I like about that, though. It, in that loss, so if you're playing football or team sport, you lose, you can blame your coach, you can blame oh, your players. Dude, you, as a wide lose, receiver, you can blame the quarterback every time. Right? As a quarterback, you can blame the wide receiver every time. You're a fighter, you got nowhere to blame but you. I mean, yeah. I guess you can. I guess you technically say, yeah, my teammates but, didn't show up, right, right, right. you assholes. But you know? at the end of the day, you're going to go home, you're going to sit down and go, what did I do yeah. to make myself better? It's not what did the quarterback do or what did the point guard do. It's yeah. what the fuck that happened. What happened? Yeah, and you go home and back analyze yourself. You figure out how to rebuild yourself better. And then you go back to that next fight and hopefully you're better. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's what keeps driving. You know, that's what keeps the drive going, bro. Loss to teach you more than wins do. Yeah, 100%, dude. The wins, you kind of just are like, I did that. What's up? You know, and then you don't even really reflect back upon it. You know, you go brag to your friends. You know, I just got this big win. I did this cool thing, you yeah. know. But them losses, bro, you you know, nobody's fucking hitting you up. Like, you did so good. You know, you're just empty DMs. You're sitting by yourself like, fuck, man. Like, there's a reason nobody, you know, is hitting up my yeah. phone right now. And, uh, you know, it's because I lost. You know what I mean? Dark, it's the darkest. That's the darkest hours of your life after you oh, fight. Oh, like, bro, fuck, it sucks, dude. Because, like you said, it's not a team sport, man. You can't blame nobody. It's 100% on you. Yep. You know, all the light is on you, man. You know? And some days you can have the best training in the world and just at that given time, that was a better fighter that day. Some yeah. days you can say, hey, man, I gave it everything I had. He just, whether it be a lucky shot or he just had a better day than you. I mean, that's just part of the fight game. Yeah, bro, because that's where I'm coming up on, man, is, like, I've got a lot of skill. Like, I don't want to, like, pat myself on the back too much, but, like, I'm very well-rounded, very highly skilled, I believe, you know, and it just, it sucks that I haven't really got to show it in the cage, and it's, you know, due to me not sticking to game plans, man. That's my fault, you know what I mean? And it's not the skill, bro. You catch me up there training, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm somewhat impressive. So what, then so what happens during your fight? You say you don't stick to the game plan. So Darren or Ray's yelling at you for whatever. Are you yeah, just you don't not say that first name? Uh, I'm sorry, just Ray. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So Ray's yelling at you. <laughs> so are you not comprehending? Like, are you in a zone where you're not comprehending, or is it more like, I think I can do my own thing? Ego. You're like, what? What's going on in your head during this? Ego, bro. Really? Ego. Well, that that was my fault in the last fight, at least. Ego, man. He was talking shit. Got your head. Yeah, it was. Um, well, he, you know, one, like, man, I really honestly feel like I'm better than and train harder than most of the guys that I'm fighting, bro, honestly. And, like, even the last guy, bro, I know I outwork him. You know what I'm saying? Like, not, no disrespect to him or anything, but I know that what I put into this gym, I know what I put in. I outwork him. Mm-hmm. Outworked him. Um, years of experience, even, you know what I'm saying? And knowledge, you know what I mean? Like, I know in my mind that, like, I, I'm capable of all these things. And then, so when I get in there and you're talking all this shit about how you're going to beat me, and I'm like, you don't know what I'm capable of. So then I have that ego thing to where it's like, man, let me just show you real quick that I could beat you in your world. And then that doesn't work when you're 212 fighting 264 pounds, you know what yeah. I mean? So it, it really is it's just... a game just, plan for a reason, huh? Yeah. Yeah, and it's just my fault, man, an ego, ego thing, man. It's, it's a learning. And, and also, like I said, it's still that aspect of, like, when I grew up fighting, man, I was just ready to go, bro. And it was you and you. It was, it was, there, was no, there were no tips. Yeah, there was no, yeah. There was no corner guy. Yeah, yeah. And so, like, I somewhere in my mind still kind of resort to that. And, 
something I gotta get past. But listen, that, you're that's learning. Something I'm working on. You're learning. That's yeah. how it works, man. Yep. And being that's able why to, I want to able to like, know that that's the thing is. Yeah, like, yeah you be able to recognize that's pretty awesome. Yeah, so I want to go do some like smokers and shit. You know what I mean? Like something where it's not like I got this crowd of people there for me. Just go by myself. You know, fucking go kickbox somebody that I don't know for you know sport. You know what I mean? But where it's like a real match. But at the same time, there's none of that pressure because I think the pressure gets to me a lot too, man. Yeah. You know, of, you know, bro, like they're, you know, them guys <laughs> <laughs> putting, all, putting all this fucking work in for me, you know what I'm saying? And I just have so much pressure to go out and, you know, show them that I can do this and do this well. And I feel like the pressure gets to me a lot too, man, you know, to make the right decision. And that pressure is not easy to deal with. I mean, if you. If you're somebody, like, I'm pretty well in touch with, like, my mental state most of the time. And, like, there will be times, shut up, there will be times where, like, <laughs> I'll do something in Barbell Club even, you know what I mean? And I'll, like, text Scott later on that night and be like, I'm really sorry that I let you down today. And he's like, you know, it's, what are you even talking about? You know what I mean? They're like, you, yeah. made, you made the right decision, maybe you went lighter because, yeah. and I'm like, no, I know I could have went harder. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, I know, I and, I and, like, to me, I feel like I feel like I owe a little bit. Yeah. You know, to like, like to Scott and to to some people, for me to always be doing like that, I need to be at eleven. Yep. Every day. Yep. And that pressure is a lot. Yeah. That and then also like add into that like, dude, like the week before you you're about to fight another fully trained grown man and you like know this in your head. You know what I'm saying? Like, you like gotta live with that. Yep. <laughs> like I don't know how else to explain that, man. You gotta live with that thought every day, like oh. Because it's ready not to like it's a random. It's, yeah, it's you're right. It's gonna be like oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're no, like, you oh know. man, like I'm, I got a week out, and now I'm about to go fight this guy. You know what I mean? Right. And then like, dude, that anticipation, like, man, it eats you for like that wow, last week, nights. bro. Yeah. yeah, dude, you literally lay in bed and you're like thinking about what you can do, but then you gotta realize that you can't think about what you can do because everything has to be reactionary and not pre-planned. Because if you pre-plan yeah. something, you're fucked. You know what I'm so saying? do you watch like those people's previous fights? Try to yeah. try to find those the, their fight videos. Yeah, or? yeah, yeah. As soon as, as soon as I hear about the fight, like then I'll go look at it, and then I won't look at it after. You know what I'm saying? I'll go I'll go make me a rough estimate of what I believe he he does, what he's about, and then I'll put that away. So and you're then, looking for things that he's strong with, so you can know what to avoid. Yeah, I'm looking at everything they do. Do they cut their angles after they throw their combos? Like. Does he like to shoot? Like, how does he shoot when he likes to shoot? Does he like to throw a punch out first, shoot? Or does, like, you know what I'm saying? I'm looking at literally any tell he could tell me. And then after that, once I go through everything I can find on him, I put it away and I don't look at him. Good no for more. you. That's you know a smart idea. Yeah, uh, after that, I'll just kind of coast the rest of the way. Do you ever listen to, so I'm a huge fan of Mike Tyson. So have you ever listened to Mike Tyson podcast? Yeah, I've listened to it on a few his, occasions. His, and you don't realize that when he was fighting, because I don't, whether I was too young or he just put on a good face, that dude was mentally Fuck. touched. I mean, everybody knows he was mentally touched just from his attitude, but even before a fight when he was at the top of his game, he questioned everything. Like, So his big thing was trying to break someone's will. And he's like, you know, yeah. I, I knew I won the fight by breaking someone's will, whether it be at the, at the um, stare down or at the weigh-ins, whatever. Dude, that's the best feeling ever, dude. Have you ever felt that, honestly? No. Dude, when you yeah. look at somebody and they can't look at you? Yeah, well, it's, <laughs> it's like, it's literally, there's a moment, man, and it's like when they realize that they have been beat, dude but they're still there fighting and they're not you know what i'm saying like there's it's like you'll literally see like a snap dude that is the best 
and I hate to say it because that sounds fucked up, but that is literally like one of the best feelings you can ever feel is like somebody to still be there having to fight you, but know that they're broken. They're know that they're broken. Yeah, dude, I don't believe you're asking me that. Do I look intimidating? I can't intimidate my seven year old uh, kid. Well, my just, kid's like, did I whoop your ass? And I'm like, all right, man, you win this fight. You got me. Yeah. No, I'm just saying, I am man, not intimidating a, figure. It is a crazy. It, it is. A it would be a good feeling, dude. It is wild. And that's what he said, like, with Holyfield, he talked on the podcast when he was playing Holyfield, he said, I hit this guy with everything I had. He said, or not Holyfield, um, Buster Douglas. He said, I gave him everything I had. He said, I had nothing left. He said, this guy kept getting up. It kept getting up. He goes, I didn't know what to do. Yeah. And then he lost. He broke his will. He bro- He said, I had his will broke at the beginning of the fight. I thought, he said, I did it. Because Buster Douglas had something to fight for. That's when his mother died. His mother died, and he said he was going to win that fight for his mom. And he came back and he went through hell, weathered the storm, and beat, and beat Dude, Tyson. That's beautiful. Yeah, you know I mean, that's a hell of a... But there's, there's the other end of that, too, right? So there's, like, the... Um, what's her name? The the chick from the MMA. Um, oh. Or, like, Ronda Rousey, Ronda right? Rousey. So, like, yeah, yeah. like then there's the other end of that spectrum, true, where, like, she goes to the weigh-in or whatever, and somebody says something wrong. And all of a sudden, it's like, no, you know what? Now you're going to get something that you weren't expecting to get. Yeah, you know, and then yeah. all of a sudden, the person that thought they had it in the bag maybe doesn't have it in the bag. Yeah, yeah. You know? But, I mean, at the end of the day, dude, it's just all fucking mental, mental, it's all mental warfare, honestly, in there, dude. Like, even, um, you know, when I do jiu-jitsu and I coach jiu-jitsu, you know, a lot of the shit that you'll get from me, you won't get from, like, your random BJJ coach, right? Because I teach, like, weird shit to where it's like, all right, now say when you get into side control, right? Now you come here, and then you bring that forearm across that throat, collapse down on that, right? This is going to make this dude, you know, want to move. And then now you catch the beginning of that scramble, right? So a lot of stuff I do is making people uncomfortable. So, like, all right, so the double, double underpass, let's just go with that. The way I teach my double underpass, right? You'll come here, and then you come to the, come to the shoulder right here with a leg over your shoulder, okay. or your shoulder, and then you slide by, right? The way most people teach it is just to slide by and get in side control. The way I teach it is to grab that shoulder, pin all the way there, and wait for them to give up. Oh, yeah. That makes sense. Because it sucks ass, right? Yeah. And you sit there, and you hold them down, and it starts to hurt, and eventually their body, like, loosens. And at that point, they gave up. Now you go by because now you just imposed your will compared to you just pass somebody's guard. Because you pass somebody's guard, they're immediately looking to retain guard again, right? And yeah. so they're automatically moving. But if you make them give up, then you go to pass that guard, and now they're just laying there. That's the kind of shit that separates the good and the bad right there. Yeah. That yeah, really is that will break, dude. I yeah. do that a lot with my jiu-jitsu, bro. And I, that's why I'm saying I teach these guys that shit, too, and I tell them that's the difference between Japanese and Brazilian, you know? Listen, there's, I'm probably getting in trouble for work for this, but the person teaches, they started a few years ago getting into something called AMAC. It's um, something, uh, applied something, combat, whatever. So basically it's Brazilian jiu-jitsu, is what they, but they teach as a sport jiu-jitsu in the prisons, and it doesn't work. And here's why it doesn't work. We do one eight-hour shift, once a year, right? And there's yeah. eight modules. No retention. Well, if you, and you've been in the prison. You know yeah. what it's like. Look at but also, if you do look eight hours of jiu-jitsu, bro, what are you learning? You're only learning... You only learn three things in one day. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. So you're literally right. getting no retention. Then you're never nothing. going back and doing that again. So Correct. you're retaining zero. You retain nothing. So every year, it's a restart. So every year, you go back in like, oh, shit. What, what was this? Like, how do we do pass guard? And the way they do it is so... Like, it's so choreographed that... 
It's a dangerous. It's it's dangerous because you're giving people false sense of security because they're giving they're giving this very very basic hey arm trap and roll this is how you do it Let's yeah right like, comes at work. you like this yeah. you know like, like when per- is an inmate gonna be like hey correct you know and then now you just it's it, you dude, know? it's so bad and, and we've been talking about it we're like this isn't like you got and then you look at the capabilities half your staff you got some guys in there that are hugely overweight hugely. Lack of mobility, no dude, flexibility. Dude, prisoners, they got nothing but time. And dude, right. somebody in like every pod knows something, some sort of boxing or martial art. So then they're taking dude, that and teaching fighting. it to other people. Right. You know what I'm saying? Now you got like trained fucking prisoners well, now, with nothing but time to train. Well, in the last 10 years we've seen inside of the prison, you got guys coming in with like legit MMA skills. Like, yeah. These dudes, we've had a couple guys that were pro, pro yeah, fighters exactly. coming in. Right. You know, we had another, I can't get out names, but there was another guy that came in. Dude was legit, man. He was... Super nice guy, too. I liked him a lot. Yeah. But, like, well, I was one of the few guys that knew what he did because I was searching his cell one day and I came across a picture and I went, he was fighting. I'm like, he goes, keep that in that dialogue because I don't want anybody to know what I do. I and I'm like, that. got it, put it back in you there. Don't. So him and I talk a lot about people are going to try you and you yeah. know, want to see what you're about and That's see what they can. I just, I just want to be left alone. Under the radar. Dude that. was a badass, for yeah. real. I started, like, we talked and I'm like, could you imagine this guy going against the AMAC program it just won't work. The AMAC yeah. is a joke. So we made the suggestion, hey, why don't you have the state pay for staff to go to get local training? I think you'd be better off saying, hey, we'll pay for the training. Go get the training. 100%. But they won't do it because... Or at least if you're going to do that AMAC program, you know, have something that's like two hours every month. Right. We asked for more, and even that's even better than what we were getting. But That's what I'm saying. Like, we asked for I'm, a mat room and everything. You get nothing. That's crazy, man. That's crazy man, because it's y'all's lives, dude. It's y'all's lives. Because the state doesn't care. The state says all they're going to do is be like, hey, we're giving you something, right, for self-defense. It's up to you to, to learn right, it. But doesn't there have it to be like an ass. insurance asset somewhere? You know what I'm saying? Like an insurance ass- assessment. You, you know what I'm saying? Like to where these guys being higher trained would be less insurance. You, you know think. what I'm saying? On the state level. Because, you know what I'm saying? you got to pay when these people get killed. Yeah, or, or even injured. Yeah, <laughs> you got to pay for. And this you got to pay for. You got to pay for damage done to inmates. That's what know? I'm saying. So don't you think it would be like way less expensive to actually have like trained staff? Well, on my on my end of it, from the physical fitness aspect, I said, listen, the only thing I have inside that prison is my physical body, right? So if something happens, I got to respond to something. I have me to rely on, and he has to rely on me, and I have to rely on him. I got to rely on whoever, right? Whoever comes in, we have all these guys out of shape. I said, why don't we make an incentive program? Like, first off, if if you're gonna come into the jail, you should have a testing every year, some kind of physical agility test, and if you can't pass it, you have six months to figure it out. Like, but we don't have anything like that. Well, there's, there's a shooting competency test, right? Yeah, you, you, you but, have to shoot. But how, 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 often, how often are you carrying in the prison? No, yeah, you're not. You know, Unless never. you're an outside hospital or something right. like that. Right, you know, like, so you have, to pass, you have to pass that, but that's useful. Nothing about the actual, like... Body shit you have to use. Nothing. That's crazy. It's crazy. Like, there's well, no also, you would think, though, like, you know, obviously the prison should do it, but you would think even with them not doing it, you guys outside of that would want to go get your, you know, pay out of pocket at that point because, like, this is your lives Correct. you're talking about. And your lives depend on that because you don't have a gun while you're in there. Yep. Bro, like, somebody can end your life, like, well, the younger generation starting to come in. The new prison, the new prison system, it's hit or miss, but you have a lot of, like, because we just came off a decade, two decades of war, right? So a lot of these service members that just spent a lot of time in war that have that combat mentality, they, they're taking care of themselves. They're coming in here with bringing that, and I think it's good because they're bringing that mentality of, hey, i got to be prepared for anything. Yeah. Good for them. Like, that's yeah. what we need. But you yeah. also have people like me and these older guys, not necessarily me because my mindset's different, but the older lazy guys that are in there that are just 
riding, trying to finish just, out the just, rest of the Just money. ride it out. Yeah, yeah taking, I'm retiring soon. Yeah, taking these jobs that require me to rely on them to save me, and they don't give a fuck about it. I'm like, no. like and I, I call these dudes out. I'm sorry. I mean, I'm an asshole, but I'm like, I mean, that's realistic, like, though, because your life you. literally could depend on it, right? Dude, and that's what people don't Not understand. just my life. Everybody's life's in there. Inmate staff included. Everybody's relying on the physical abilities of the staff to stop fighting, to stop stabbings, to stop Dude, assaults, whatever the case might be. I feel so much more competent as a CEO right now than I would seven years ago. Yeah. Yeah, because it was... You said like I'm saying as, oh for you yeah, yeah, for, yeah as my training you know what I'm saying the only one so I know now dude I I literally like it one it would keep me from being hostile you know the same way because then you still have that ego you're going in with right. when you know that these prisoners are training and you're not really worth a shit you know what I'm saying you know you can't fight these people have to know that right they have to you know what I'm saying so they know they can't fight yep and that's the reason why a lot of them try to get mouthy and become douchebags and then the motherfuckers don't like you anymore and now you're creating an unstable environment in your pod you know what I'm saying when you got one CO that's always the fucking dickhead yep. you know what I'm saying it always starts with that one mouthy yeah. person that has no physical attributes but he hides behind his mouth dude and then that motherfucker gets shitted up every single time <laughs> every time never fails like that's a, dude what's I about that offline about some of this shit like that but it's Oh man! Oh yeah, it's bad. Michelle, man, we appreciate you coming in. Um, no problem, man. You're on Instagram Ray's, and Ray's Facebook. Ray's a great coach. <laughs> That's all we're saying is Ray's a great coach. <laughs> no, There's another guy up there. We're gonna talk about him. Nah, I appreciate that other guy. Yeah, you know, I yeah. appreciate that other no, guy. The, the whole fight team, honestly, God, this whole this whole fight team you have here. Um, if you're looking for any kind of training. MMA, jiu-jitsu, we have Brazilian jiu-jitsu, Japanese jiu-jitsu. You do Brazilian. No, I, well, I, do, do I do as well. Yeah, I do Brazilian jiu-jitsu. CJ does what? I think he... I don't know what he does. Yeah, CJ's new. I don't know, I don't know CJ Staying very well. Um, but yeah, we have a guy named CJ. He also does um, some kind of jiu-jitsu. Yeah, we'll go I'll with Brazilian just, you know, for the listeners to, yeah. you know, be happy with it. But sure. Japanese is better than Brazilian anyway. Absolutely. You know, it's more so. combative, right? It's more... Yeah, um, yeah, it's more realistic. It's more about gaining ground, holding top position, not really hanging out yeah, the bottom. Yeah, BJJ was a sport. It's a sport, Correct. dude. You know, you can pull guard, sweep, and get two That's points, why I like but you can't do... Yeah, you can't do that in, in a bar. Yeah, Japanese is pretty awesome. Yeah, Japanese, you get the takedown, you stay on top. And we have Muay Thai, mm-hmm. boxing, kickboxing. We have a little bit of everything here. So if you're yeah. out there... You need some training. Um, Dude, if you want to do work. MMA, this is the place in Altoona, bro. This yep. is it. Like, you know, yeah, this is this is the spot, bro. This yeah. is, we got, like, even, you know, our coaching staff is amazing. And then, you know, us as fighters and, you know, Cam's fucking genius at what he does. You know, Sid's great at what she does. Fucking everybody has, you Professors, know, stuff. Man. Yes, everybody has stuff they can teach you, man. The way you guys work together, is, it's unreal. I mean... Um, I'm not going to talk specifics, but just because I see it a lot on, like, when we're doing our Friday night at the bar, you know, the, the workouts that you guys are doing together, the car, the conditioning that you're doing, you know, some top-notch shit. Yeah. You know, there, there's we're surrounded by some real badasses here. Yeah. You know, yeah, Can you tell Ethan to put some shorts on next time? If he runs in his underwear again, I don't <laughs> know. Man. He was bro, using underwear and work boots. boots. Underwear and work boots, bro. That's he, last week he was running. He, I literally, I looked down, I was like, I think he just has underwear on. Dude, you know that, uh, have you ever... Play Grand Theft Auto Five by any chance? The what? Seen it? Grand Theft Auto Five. Yeah. You know that Earl dude, bro? That's Ethan. <laughs> that is life. Ethan. That's Ethan in real life. We're calling Earl from here on out. <laughs> <laughs> fucking Earl. That's like, funny. Dude, the hairline going back. You got the fucking shorts and boots on. No. Did you ever, did you ever meet his brother, Robbie? Yeah, yeah, Robbie. I was in the military with Robbie. 
Dude, two of the greatest. Ethan and oh, Robbie, man, funniest guys you've ever met. Some like, down home boys, man. Oh. It's just it's just some people that when you meet them, you're just like that was some good people. Right. Robbie, Robbie always looked out for me. We just had a good time when we were in the military, man. It was just a blast. I miss those guys. That's what I miss about the military. Yeah, man. I miss Everybody those was raised people. a little more like them, you know. We a lot so if I can give you one piece of advice for you starting your own your own gym and doing your own thing, the environment and the atmosphere here is what you need. Yeah, like, that's it, hands yeah. down. Because there is no other place that's in the just world. Hard work, is, man. In the world you know, is like you see this Ray place. and Ange work so hard, it makes you want to come in and work yeah. hard. I mean, dude, honestly, these people have made it from nothing, dude. Like when I, I started with them at Point of Fitness, you know, six years ago, seven years ago. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I've watched the transition they've made from, you know, going to Gorilla House, like leaving the people that they were partnered with, going to Gorilla House, but like it being a small little operation, you know what I'm saying? Still making the most of it. And then like to be able for them to be here and then have one in hunting, bro, like it's an amazing story. And dude, they've done it all with hard work and yep. care. They threw dude, all that, the chips in the one same, basket. And- yeah, that same, that same willingness to like change lives, bro, is what they have. And yep. you can just read it on them, bro. It just, it just spits out from the two of them you know what i mean and that's what's made this place and they take people and pull people under their wing under their yeah give everybody the keys to everything that's why it was crazy when i walked in here and dude's like what's your name and i'm like yeah 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 i know i know i know i looked up too and i was like uh yeah that's not gonna (laughs) go well it's like why are you asking me for my name dude like you don't need my name you know (laughs) whatever dude i was like i'm I'm sheldon yeah (laughs) allow me to introduce myself yeah 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 you you shake my hand and i throw you over my shoulder you'll know why yeah but you don't need to pull my name up on that computer man you know (laughs) (laughs) i tell you one of the greatest sayings i ever heard um the guy that owns um first form supplement company what's his name I don't not, know. not Seth Rush. Uh, I'm a Redcon One guy. Well, this guy came out and said one day, he said the people that start businesses and stuff, he's like, you know who has a plan B? He said, motherfuckers are fail. Yep. He's like, Anybody who expect them to fail. If you yeah. have a, don't have a plan B, if you're going to sell into something, you know go you're in. Yeah. And that's that, like, right now I'm kind of hitting a slump in my in my training, but you know what? I don't have a plan B. My, yeah. plan, my plan A is going to go into effect, and I'll do whatever it takes to get this business. Right, I don't I don't have, I, honestly, I don't have that plan B mentality, dude. Like, my, I'm going to own a gym. Yeah. That's been it since I started, like, literally since, like, a few years after I started training. And then I started realizing I had that gift for showing people stuff. Yep. Right? Making it translate and make people work, like, make it work for people. So, ever since then, I've always had that. I'm going to own a gym. And, like, it's starting to get close, man. Like, that's why I've had the, you know, you gotta be excited for, for a while. Yeah, man, I'm so excited, Good dude. You know, one, it'll take a lot of, like, Man, like, I like serving tables and all that shit, but, man, it's demanding, and it's sometimes not where I want to be. You know what I'm saying? But, like, to be able to just go coach for a living, yep. it's just always where I want to be. You know I would mean? say, like, the prison is how I make my money. This is how I make my passion. Yep. That's there to to take care of my family and put food on the table. This is my passion. Yep. This is what gives me my, my happiness. And 100%. So, and I that's understand what you need. that completely. So. Yep. Um, so you're on Facebook at... You on Facebook? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just Sheldon. Just my name. Okay. Sheldon Game Time, Michael Nyhoff. Game Time. That's what I knew it was yeah, Game Time. Game yeah. Time, baby. And you're on Instagram as well? Yeah, same okay. thing. All right, so when you're down to uh, Maryland, make sure you hook up with us. Yeah. Shoot us some messages, send us some pictures. We'll make sure we, uh, we'll blast it out here. And when you come back into town, come see us. Yeah, same thing. So you guys want to come out to Ocean City, dude. I'm, I'm down there every year. My sister yeah. and my brother-in-law, my sister-in-law and brother-in-law live down there. Yeah, so your, uh, your boy said he'd hit me up, too, because yeah. uh, I got he that gym out there, too. He, I told him to keep training, man. Up his oh. ass when he comes down. Nah, I'm going to do the kid right. Yeah, he's a good kid. Yeah, he is a good kid. I like him. Yeah. All right, man. Well, we really appreciate you coming in your Sunday. Thank you so much. All right. Much love, guys. All right.